Yeah, you look beautiful. Okay, fine. Here, do you want to... So the paranoia, there might be some spinach. No, I don't want your weird sick sex game Come business. here. No, I don't want look, it. you're going to get shiny. No, you're going to get shiny. The... My eyes itched for two days last week. Do you want to do me? Oh, is that what this is about? <laughs> That's what it's about. Come on. Okay, Ben, let's just take the shine off you, darling. Thanks, love, because I've just shaved. I always shave before we go out there. Do you? That's great. That's not good enough. <laughs> Welcome to I the checkpoint. I suddenly got some sense of what you'd look like to wake up next to. <laughs> Never seen you with your glasses off before. Have you not? Mm. You not? I walk your face very soft and lovely. Oh, thanks, love. Thanks. Oh, no, it looks very nice with the glasses, but you know, I suddenly imagined you all warm and snugly from a night's sleep. Crisp, cold morning, but warm under the duvet. Hello. Hello. Well, I don't sweat. I have a condition. It's not a condition, that's a superhero power. A surfeit of adrenaline. Playing Worms 2 in 1998. 1998? No, Worms 2 wasn't released until much later than that. Welcome to the Checkpoint Podcast. I'm Jake Tammer. What? He's Jake, not, yeah. Are you okay? I'm really not. What's wrong? I'm really not. It's been a long day. Why? It's been a long day. The Mine started at 5.45. Out. When did yours start? Uh, about three o'clock this morning. Oh, here the, we go. The little one's not feeling very well. Oh, I'm sorry. She's I didn't know that. has been coughing really badly. Oh, no. Like, all night. Oh, dude. So, it's I been I feel terrible. Thing. I've been really horrible to you. Ever since <laughs> I got here. It's <laughs> I'm used to it. Uh, welcome to the Checkpoint Podcast. Uh, hashtag What's the Point? Do get in touch and let us know uh, how you're doing. Um, Jake, how are you doing? Thank you I'm for doing being very well. Thank here. you very much. And may I say, it's been uh, for me quite a sort of full circle moment for me this week as my six year old started playing Ratchet and Clank. And it's just Exciting it's stuff. Just a magical moment because, you know, it's my favourite place <laughs> in the world. And how has he found it? it? Well, I sort of thought, well, was this going to be a bit, you know... Inappropriate. A bit strong yeah. and a bit, you know, because it's yeah, yeah. basically Gears of War, but done in <laughs> brighter colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, I sort of said, okay, well, um, see what you think. And like he got into it and was just running around. Just He just had it, jumping about, shooting everything inside. Amazing. I was like, oh, okay, you understand then. And he was he's away. Which, which, which one is he playing? The original Ratchet and Clank. Oh, excellent! And what what is that on the is that on the Switch? PS3. He's playing that. Oh, he's actually got it on the PS3. Brilliant! So you've yeah, got it on I the original my... platform. Yeah. Amazing. That was. I think that was. Uh, it was a good. That was. A, that was. I think the second one was 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 brilliant. But I did love Ratchet and Clank. It oh was... man, you can't go wrong with Ratchet no, and Clank. No, 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 no. It's very, very good game. It will always make you happy. The music is perfect. The, the music is fantastic. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's a funny, witty script, and it has charm and a lot of blam, and, it's blam, a, blam. and it's, automatic targeting. Which, come on, guys! It's a great gateway game, uh, as I like to call it, because it, yeah. it takes 
uh, elements of platformers, it takes elements of third-person shooters, it takes elements of action-adventure, it takes elements of puzzlers, and it creates mm. a beautiful environment in which it's uh, safe for kids to explore. Yeah. But also, it allows kids to figure out what kind of games they really want to invest in. And mm. that's the kind of game that I really, really quite like. Uh, you know, Crash Bandicoot was another one of those mm. types of games that you can do. And even Mario, to an extent, when they did Mario Galaxy. I don't know if you played Mario Galaxy on the Wii. No. My favourite Mario of all time. Third-person Mario game. Um, and you're running around picking up stars from different galaxies. So you had platforms, you had puzzling, you had, you know... The, I the, love the bit. variety. It's really good. It's I feel really some good. games are quite monotonous. Well, I think that's the thing because that, and it's 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 weird because if you go back to that PS3 time, so that PS2, PS3 moment, the genres were pretty much defined. There there weren't really a huge array of genres or a mixture of genres as you get now. I mean, you get your action adventures now, whereas before it was just an adventure which was an RPG game and that's what the game focused on. Or you had your first person shooter and really that was it. Um, but the narrative in video games has always been really interesting because there's ha there has been that kind of uh, creative freedom in which almost almost like the podcast when we know but nobody's listening so we just say we say what we want uh, you know but off that some gems appear of it and and they set then the tone for that genre that then kind of it it it, it lifts that genre up and Ratchet and Clank uh, is a perfect example of a game that has redefined that kind of uh, genre but by bringing in lots of different genres and mm. and allowing for people to explore what they enjoy the most i think it was it just had this you're right that it has this variety of activities i mean not that huge of variety you're basically just running around destroying everything in sight but um, but for the time but it was kind of it had such an authored feel to it yeah. like it felt like a pixar film or something like that yeah. you know you you felt an authorial hand on it. It didn't feel like a kind of, oh, just give them pizza. They'll be like, it was like a really classy kids party. Yeah. Instead of that kind of, oh, well, we'll take them to McDonald's and everyone gets happy. But I don't have to think about it. It was really, it was a really curated experience. Yeah. And people yeah. thought hard about every detail of what was fun. Well, there are, there are, I mean, now that you brought that up, I mean, I was going to talk to you about Call of Duty, but we can talk about that next week. Um, no, we talk but, about that. No, we won't. Well, I think, I think you've hit I've really... said everything I've got to say. I, well, like, no, well, I want to kind vessel. of pick up on that really, because okay. there are other games I think that have really redefined, and we did it in the magazine, which is free. Please go and download it's it. Happened. It's happened. It's happened. It's free. All, <laughs> what, a year of talking it's about just, it? Well, it's actually, happened. yeah, it's been, it's been a year. So please go download it. You can get it from uh, your app store or your Google Play. Just look for magazine, Checkpoint Magazine magazine and you'll download the app um, and then in the app you have to download it but we we speak about this kind of shift uh, in the magazine of the rpg so role-playing games now role-playing games and and the and the kind of this there's this new wave of people that are playing dungeons and dragons again and yes kind of, and board games are coming back and and there's this whole thing going on at the moment which is quite interesting and a lot of it i think has come from that rpg experience but mm -hmm. the rpg experience was so in-depth and so convoluted and we've spoken about this a lot i don't really play a lot of rpg games well i mean i sort of abandoned the whole genre after ultimate Coonsberg 4 <laughs> 
Are we doing that today? Yeah. Excellent. Um, that's a, but that's a, but that is interesting because that's where they started from these text-based adventures or choose your own adventure <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. games, a which that. is a spin-off from that. And Ian Livingston, who we did an interview with in, in the magazine last year, actually, when it wasn't free, when it wasn't free, mm-hmm. is almost seen as the father of the kind of uh, he is he's the guy that created Dungeons well, and Dragons. We certainly touched upon him. So we we. <laughs> We've touched upon him quite a lot, but there's. If you want to touch upon Ian Livingston, turn to two three six. If you would rather proceed to the dungeon, go to seventeen. <laughs> but there is there is that there is that experience in which there are these pivotal games. Crackdown is another one that we spoke about in the magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever played Crackdown. It was an open world. It was a game. It was like Countdown, only everyone was just <laughs> wild. Is that right? Well, they were wild, and it was this open environment which you could go around, and it was very much like Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. And it was the it was it was it was released, I think, in two thousand seven or two thousand and eight. Um, it was a game that many people downloaded because you had access to the beta for Halo Three. Right. So people would, would go out and buy Crackdown because you had access then to play Halo 3, which was the flagship game on the Microsoft. Right. But what, they didn't re- what people didn't realise, and what they didn't realise, that was Crackdown was this slow-burning game, and Crackdown did exactly what Ratchet & Clank did. It took all of the elements and all the madness that you would get from things like Grand Theft Auto, which, by the way, at that point had shifted. It stopped from being that crazy world of Vice City and, mm. and, uh, and, and, and those kind of things and moved into GTA 4, which was all about an immigrant story, Nico, who came into New York, and it got, got very cinematic and very storytelling and very realistic and great mm. game, but wasn't the same game. And Crackdown filled that void. But Crackdown also, I would say, was the foundation for Assassin's Creed. It was the foundation for the reboot of Lara Croft's Tomb Raider. It did things that, you know, there were games like Prototype that were then released, Infamous. You know, all of these games that started appearing as these action-adventure games can technically be traced back to Crackdown mm. in the same way as that you could take that and go, well, Crackdown was a future version, if you like, of Ratchet & Clank. So there are these really interesting games that, that shift, that kind of spin off and fire off a different genre that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah, it just <clears throat> just feels like people following their interests in the game. You know, it's sort of played it's not with story driven. Yeah. It's played with a real empathy for the player. Mm. You know, they understand the rhythm of the game and how it needs to work for you as yeah. you play through it. You know, when actually you can just pause the mad shooting and stuff for a second, and just do a little puzzle to open a door. I think it's a perfect game. I really do. Of all the games I've ever played. Yeah, it's a great game. Uh, I, I know Aisha was a big fan of Ratchet and Clank as well. So, um, you know, it's just that. And that auto-aim, you're talking about the <clears throat> auto-aim thing. Yeah. That is a mechanic that's used in lots of first-person and third-person shooters. You mean you can switch that on? Most games come shipped with it unless you change the setting. Unless you change the settings to a harder setting. It's, uh, and especially in the single-player campaign, there's that adjustment. I tried to play Gears of War. Did you? Yeah, I tried. We should to, play that together then. I tried to play it with Danny Wallace online once. Oh God! He kicked me into the curb. Yeah. He absolutely destroyed me. And well, he Danny had Wallace, a great time. Yeah, of course he does. He was a bloodbath. He was the voice uh, of the Animus, I think, in or one of the scientists in Assassin's Creed. Yes. So he was one of the first people to do that kind of thing. He was absolutely. Thing. He did. He did a, a good job, and we spoke to him about it actually with Ian Lee, but. Uh, he loves his games. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he he was, he is a big gamer actually. But you, Gears mm. of War isn't your kind of game. No, it's not. It's not you. 
it's catastrophic. It's um, what is you actually? It's free on Games Pass, and if you've got Ultimate Games Pass, not Ultimate Koonsberg Four. Um, no, you, you can't to... get that on Games Pass. That's a premium <laughs> title. It's eighty nine ninety nine for the just standard edition, yeah, yeah, the yeah. collector's edition, where you get a locket, a locket of uh, Laura's hair. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, tracks is there. Do you remember we spoke about tracks months ago? And I was speaking to you about this sandbox in which you can build your train set and you can build. Oh everything. yeah, it's available on, on Ultimate Games Pass. Oh cool. So need, you should check yeah, that, that out. Send it to myself. Um, but yeah, there we go. So uh, that's it, really, as far as as, as awesome. what I wanted to say about the Ratchet and Clank thing. But I think it's cool. It's great that he's starting to play. Uh, those games <laughs> indiscriminate gunfire. well i think i think yeah. it, the, you know he's got to find his his well, style you know, right like 20 years from now we're looking at the total breakdown of society i just wanted to get his aim in you say that but actually there is this theory why that, do you think i said it no 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 but there is this theory that we are going to be invaded by aliens so playing things like halo and playing and things like resistance of man that no, no, we no, are no. being trained no. to shoot people that's again this is way close to the money hey i found this interesting news story okay go for it so uh a guy this is in china accidentally sold his friend's uh, video game character for 400 pounds his friend had spent more than a million pounds developing it. 1.1 million. So the man was called Lu Mu. And he develops his character in Justice Online. Justice Online! Yeah. Which sounds so 80s. Yeah. Justice Online! Even though the age of online didn't exist. Um, it's a massive multiplayer online role-playing game in China. Yeah. Just That makes sense. Yeah. Justice Online! <laughs> like... <laughs> Justice! Mr. Liu had let his friend Li Mushcheng borrow his customised character in the martial arts game uh, when he tried to sell the character back using Justice Online's internal marketplace instead of simply giving it back. The original owner refused to pay up. The character was then sold to a third person over the marketplace for £400. Wow. Wow. So he borrowed the character and then tried to sell it back to the guy that lent him the character. Yeah. And then the guy refused. Yeah. And so he sold it for what? Hold on a second. That's zero point zero four percent of the price that he'd invested in. That was it. very good. Well done. Uh, children are forbidden for somebody who got up at three. That's amazing. Uh, children are forbidden by law from playing computer games for more than ninety minutes a day during the week. Yeah, they are, and that is to do. Are. That is actually to do with the kind of the real money trading and the farming. And there's been a lot of cases in China which we spoke about mm. last week in which people don't sleep. Yeah. There's this addiction, which is not addiction, but it is an addiction, a social addiction to the game. Um, and there have been many cases in China where children have died as a result of it. So they brought that law in to stop right. it from happening. Unless you're playing Justice. Ultimate oh, Muslim <laughs> Conversion 4. <laughs> which, is, which is haram, by the way. As a Muslim, you're not allowed to forcefully convert anybody. Just a... Yeah, well, th- I mean, let's... Be honest, like the Chinese are deconverting. Yes, not, yes, 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 absolutely. This is not, in the, in the uh, north of in the north of China. Um, another point on that is actually is is really interesting because this is the kind of games. You know how we were talking a couple of weeks ago about this real money trading, about building your characters and selling your characters online. Yes, this is a perfect example of people that will spend that time. Uh, of building it and there's a whole South Park episode on this on World of Warcraft I don't know if you remember this yes, or have seen it which is really funny so if you want to learn more about that then, yeah. then go and go and check have it out have I mentioned Guinea Pig Car- Parkour no it sounds really good 
Okay. So I learned about this through Jamie Smart on Twitter. Okay. Jamie Smart is a, a comic book writer and illustrator. Okay. And now children's novelist. Um, and my kid is obsessed with his stuff. He does right. uh, Lushkin and uh, Monkey and Rabbit v Monkey. Okay, cool. And the Phoenix comic, among other things. And um, yeah, he saw this thing called Guinea Pig Parkour, which just looks like our kind, of, my kind of game. Let's be honest. Um, oh where God. you're getting, they've launched it on Kickstarter, right? And um, it looks like it's a game where you're a guinea pig and you have to do parkour. I mean, what more could you possibly want? I mean, it is. I don't know if you've been watching uh, Seven Worlds, One Planet, David Attenborough's thing. <laughs> uh, wow, they've changed the film. <laughs> no, but there is in Europe, they've done this whole thing about hamsters in Vienna right. eating flowers. And there is an element of parkour. They running through and up and graves and jumping through and grabbing stuff. It's actually, oh, really? yeah, it's quite funny. That's so, cool. so I mean, it, it seems like a, it seems like a, a thing. What, how, where can, where can people find it? It's on Kickstarter. If you look on Kickstarter, for, I'm sure if you look for guinea pig parkour, it looks so cool. It's a hand drawn 2d platformer adventure inspired by the animated platformers, cartoon shows and graphic adventure games of the nineties. Brilliant. Come on. And look at my jumper. I mean, look at my he, haircut on brand. It's pure nineties guys on brand guys. Yeah. On brand. Let's just get fresh with Will Smith. Yes. Well, do you want to, uh, do you yeah. want to hear about what's going on with, uh, yeah. Airport manager? No, <laughs> it's not even airport manager. It's airport managers. What, what are you, what is Jeremy? Is it airline manager? Airlines manager. Thanks. What are you like, Jeremy Thingy, the Russian one off of Jeremy Clarkson? No, do you remember Jeremy off of airport? Oh, is that yeah. what you are now? No, I'm, that's exactly what I am, guys. Guys, saw Sirius doing really well. We've opened up no routes this no week. Um, anyway, that's that, that's genuinely. <laughs> that does give us some sense of how your week's been. Though. Yes, the fact that that's all your news. I have literally. You done, have I've done it. nothing on uh, on airports manager. There are free gifts though on airlines manager. I said airports manager, airlines okay. manager. Every day over the course of no up to Christmas Day. Um, do you want to play Ultimate Conspiracy? I do, but I want to tell you about another game that I've downloaded very quickly. Oh sure, it's called F One Manager. Oh god. <laughs> I feel like I know the strain you've been under, and I don't want to make it hard. That's all I'm going to say this week. Let's play <laughs> Ultimate Koonsberg for you. Ultimate Koonsberg 4, the definitive edition. Yes, let's get back to me and my content. That's what this is really all about. <laughs> wow. So I'm sure you'll remember... You are Laura Koonsberg. I am Laura Koonsberg. And a student riot has just broken out in Georgetown University. And if you don't think quickly, Laura Koonsberg, you'll never get the chance to study hard and become the BBC's chief political editor. That's bad. Sorry, have you got a tape deck? I need to load the next... Um... Okay. No, no, the tape deck is on the other side. It doesn't really matter, I'm just... Oh, okay. Yes, there's a tape deck on your left, Jake. There's the music. Excellent. Okay. 
the riot is going on. So Hold on, not- where did we, because I thought last week we left off, I got to the cafeteria and I fought... You got a, to the canteen. Canteen, and yeah. I fought a... Tr- you fought a, off an orc. An orc, that's right. lunged for you. Yeah. So how, how, how did, well, how did we... we you, in the canteen there's a riot. Oh, there's a riot happening, there's so riot I walked in into the canteen. the canteen, right. Yeah. Continuity, for goodness sake. I, it's very hard to retain things that... I value so little. <laughs> I don't mean this. I mean this. Wow. My, I mean the game. Wow. Not the right wow. to the north. You see a student brandishing a thirty-ounce Slurpee cup, about to throw it. To the east, a student clutches her bologna sandwich. What do you do? You haven't given me any options. You're just saying that there's... Is there a well, narwhal? Just, just, try, yeah. <laughs> just, just try something. You know, it's a very intelligent system. Okay. Um, I walk away. Sorry, but I don't know how to walk something. <laughs> uh, uh, I head into the canteen. Sorry, but I don't know how to head something. Walk to canteen. I can't do that. Walk to bologna sandwich. I can't do that. Shout at bologna sandwich. Sorry, but I don't know how to shout something. So intelligent. Um. <laughs> Two grown men sitting in a garage. It's not Karen. a garage. Studio. Um, 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 <laughs> the, the, gar- the studio formerly known as the I would say go, go, go north or east. Oh, fine. Go east. Where this... No, that's where um, The student stands eating her bologna sandwich. What do you do? Take Head. bologna sandwich. Okay, got sandwich. Eat bologna sandwich. Sorry, but I don't know how to eat something. Throw bologna sandwich. I can't do that. Do you wish to go <laughs> west... Back to where you were, or north to the student brandishing a 30-ounce Slurpee cup. Head about to west. To the north, you see a student brandishing a 30-ounce Head Slurpee north. Okay, you run north to the student and stop them from throwing the Slurpee cup. But she was actually trying to douse the flames of a fire. As you feel your skin turning into crackling, you realise that life is no more than a cluster of atoms screaming momentarily. Wow. Game over. I didn't want to go well, north! We'll have to reload it! Oh, I didn't want to go north. I tried not to go north. Wow. Is that, is that it? Yeah. Great. Thanks very much. Ultimate Coonsberg 4, the definitive edition. Happy days. Quiz? Quiz. Let's do the quiz. Oh, do it. I love it. Question number one. Question one. What does Pikachu mean? Oh, oh I don't know. Pikachu, the whole Pokemon thing was... The generation after me. Uh, electric moron. Electric moron. 
No, I, I know, I know, I know that that I know, I know that I know this. No, you don't. Uh, question two. Question two. I feel like you're really broken, and I'm just <laughs> kicking you like a. I feel it's like sort of like just I don't know, like eating soup very messily over a homeless person. I mean, it's it's in a soup kitchen, yeah. Uh, you can't have any. What was? The fastest-selling consumer electronics launch ever, i.e., what product was the fastest-selling com- consumer electronic product ever? The fastest-selling electronic consumer electronic product. Yep. I want to. I want to. We're not talking about watches or anything like that. You're talking about. Consumer electronics product. That's what I mean. So whatever you ask me. Uh, the fastest selling. I wanna. I want to say, and it's probably wrong. But I'm gonna let you say it. I'm gonna say the Wii. The original Wii. The Wii. Um. Question three. What was it that made the president of Sony? Sign off on the completely groundbreaking at the time three-dimensional original PlayStation controller, since all controllers normally had been flat up to then. What was to repeat the question? What was it that made the president of Sony sign off on the three-dimensional controller PlayStation? What was what was the factor? Was it? Oh. The, ori- the original Sony was it because it had uh, I, can't, I can't remember if the original Sony controller had a rumble pack in it or not I want to say I want to say because it had like the six axis it had like a rumble pack built in well, vibration it was the six axis I think I think it was because it had an was it the accelerometer was in the PlayStation 2? I, I don't know. I, we'll go with the vibration. Oh, okay. hold on. Is it... Be, it might... Uh, no, because the Mega Drive had the thing. What thing? It had the shoulder buttons. Analog, analog sticks. I think everything. I think because it had analog sticks, and the other ones had D pads, and the analog stick. Okay. I, that's what I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, Question four. What did Sony send Notch to Loving invite Sony him today, to E3 in 2013? Send who? Notch. Notch. Who's Notch? The guy who invented Minecraft. What did they send him? Yeah, what was his invite? In what form? What form did his invite take? That's a, good, that's a great question. Thank you. I don't know anything about Minecraft. I don't really care much for it. I didn't even know that Minecraft was on the PlayStation initially. It wasn't. It was a PC. Yeah. Was it a, maybe a was it a a, a Minecraft uh, console? 
like a, 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 like a Minecraft skin. Yeah, yeah, I hear, I hear. I know exactly what you mean. Question five. Customized, um, customized PlayStation. Which game had a focus group of American natives who asked not to be playable characters in the game? Uh, was this uh, the Assassin's Creed in the I can't remember which, with Connor in it? Uh, with Assassin's Creed Four, was it three? Which? Three, I think it was. Assassin's Creed Three was the one. Which whichever one was in America, okay. played Connor. I can't remember which one. Although it's probably wrong. Should we find out how you did? Let's not, because I <clears throat> did terribly, I'm pretty sure. There's still some bonus points you could you could get. Oh, Jesus, so. go on. What does Pikachu mean? You said electric moron, which I did like. <laughs> uh, no, it's a play on words. Uh, Pika Pika means sparkle. And Choo Choo uh, means squeaking, so it's sort of means sparkle squeak. Sparkle squeak. Electronic, electric moron is... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not far off. Electric up. moron is a perfect name for punk band from 1982. <laughs> I feel like you should travel in time and reform it. Okay, let's do that. Are you alright? Do you need a drink? <clears throat> I'm fine. <clears throat> There's some water here. Would you like some water? I sound water? like Faisal Islam. No, it's fine. He lost it on the news channel. This Did week. he? Yeah, I've got the video on my Twitter somewhere. Hilarious. Anyway, <clears throat> what was the fastest selling consumer electronics product ever? Yeah. You said the Wii? Yeah. Our survey says, uh-uh. according to the Guinness Book of World Records, it was the Kinect sensors for the Xbox 360. Really? They sold 10 million units between the device's introduction in November 2010 and March 2011. That's fascinating because the Kinect, <clears throat> it's really weird because the Kinect did really well, but with the new generation of the consoles, they got rid of the Kinect. And the Kinect promised, because I saw that in at E3 in 2009, and we spoke to Kudo uh, Tisanawa, I can't remember his surname, but he's the guy that was behind it. And the Kinect sensor was amazing because of the amount of points of reference it could use. The camera yeah. was incredible. The 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 uh, infrared cram- camera was incredible. When the consumer model came out, when it actually came out, it was crap. It was nowhere as good as the one that they promised they were going to deliver. They then upgraded it for the Xbox One when they released the Xbox One, and then they stopped supporting it. Yeah, completely. So that's that's really interesting. And they did that because yeah. they were trying to fight with the iToy. In the Sorry, first two boring. months, no. In the first two months, they sold eight million units. That's the incredible. Most consumer electronics units That's incredible. ever sold in the first two months of its availability on the retail market. Uh, I asked you, why did the president of Sony sign off on the three-dimensional controller? You said analog sticks. Um, no, uh, I thought you might know this mm. because the president Norio Olga mm. uh, was a keen pilot, and he liked it because it reminded him of an aeroplane control wheel. Okay. And worlds turned on that. I mean, it's upside down, but okay, whatever. He also abandoned the traditional practice of labelling joypad buttons. Yeah, so he went with the square, circle, yeah. triangle. But because did you it was know ABC. that the O and the X were reversed yes. in Western territories? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm glad yeah. I didn't turn that yeah, into a yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, they were reversed. Um, but yeah. What did Sony send Notch to invite him to E3 in 2013? You said a Minecraft console. It was much rarer than that. They sent a gold PS1 to okay. Marcus Persson, a.k.a. Notch, as an invitation to its VIP event at the E3 Games Conference. Very cool. As a bonus point. Okay. What did it do? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Played all of the original games? Well, that was close. I thought you were going to get it for a second there. It played the startup sounds for the PS1, 2, and 3. 
That was it. That was it. It didn't even work. People think it was just a refo. <laughs> they just it's a gold plated. They just sprayed it gold. It they wasn't actually gold. <laughs> they just sprayed it gold. You are not far off there. Which game had a focus group of American natives who asked not to be playable characters in the game? You said Assassin's Creed 3 in America. It was... Ford. Age of Empires. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> oh, cool. So they hired a focus group of Native Americans. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. And what they said was... I didn't know Please that. don't make the indigenous Americans a playable race within it because the potential to totally wipe out each race is kind of a little bit close for comfort. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense, actually. Um, so uh, that was their kind of feedback. So you could trade with Native Americans, mm. but you couldn't um, annihilate them or play as them. That's really be funny because actually having said that, <clears throat> it's making me think of other games like uh, you've said Age of Empires, Civilization. The Native American race doesn't appear. Does it, what about Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yes and no. It's Red Dead is more about the Wild West and the and you're a bunch of outlaws. So your your biggest thing is actually escaping from the law. It's nothing to do with the. Right. So there's no cultural appropriation really as such in Red Dead Redemption. Um, you do come across Native Americans, but your battle is never with them. Your battle is always with the authorities. Right. You just um, give them. And, and, and in Red Dead, you are coming to the end of the Wild West period. You're not. You're not going out there as a pioneer. Looking, okay. So you're not looking. And to when do you get to see Lovejoy? You don't. I'm what? Sorry. I'm sorry, babe. I've been saving it up just for the boss <laughs> level with Lovejoy. You do not want you. Uh -huh. I, I mean, as much as Red Dead is a lovely game, you do not want to play it. It's not. It's not for you. No, I don't it's, want to be it, skinning animals. I know all about it. It's not just the skinning animals. The button <clears throat> controls are convoluted. It's no, one of those games that you have to you have to play and not leave it. So you can't play it and then leave it for a week and come back to it because you forget all of the. No, buttons it's one of the, it's one of those games so yeah by the way the expansion pack for age of empires 3 war chiefs in 2006 uh, deliberately uh, sort of subverted the pacifist sentiments of the original uh, this time you could choose uh, three indigenous races in order to fight back against the conquest of america uh, they say fight back lose well, you do it, you just contract syphilis, so... Yeah, or any other white man disease. That's all of them, mate. Yeah. Excellent. You're welcome, world. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Oh, I want to know, before we go, I want to know what... Thank you for that, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to know well what done. games, because I've been thinking about this a lot, what games that you played uh, that changed or helped you redefine your gaming life. So there are points, I presume there's quite a lot of you that, that, wa that watch and listen to this, that will have started gaming, you know, back, on, back in the Commodore C64 or the Spectrum, and actually as the games evolved and as the consoles evolved, as gameplay evolved, um, what, you know, do you end up playing first-person shooters? Do you play action-adventures? And I, I want to know what your pivotal games are. So if you could let us know on... The ones that sort of locked you into a genre. Yeah, pretty much. It'd be interesting to know what, what, what games have done that. For me, Halo was a, a turning point for first-person shooters, as was SOCOM on the PlayStation 2, actually, which was a really interesting one. You could talk to your team. And this was this was AI. I mean, and we'll talk about AI in a, in a future podcast, and we will talk about storytelling because that's the that's where I wanted to go with the cod cod thing. 
uh, Call of Duty. Oh um, God! So uh, He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, fish. What's that got to do with um, prices? But I want to know what games locked you into a genre or, or helped you ex- <clears throat> or helped you find a new genre that you may not have necessarily have played based on your previous gaming oh, experience. Man. Tomb Raider all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Just the puzzling. Was it the puzzling? No, it was. It was how atmospheric it was. Yeah. It was so creepy and weird being on your own and. Just the the sound of it, the echoing around the... Oh, man. Yeah, I loved it. Quake, for me, was another one. Did you ever play Quake? No. Quake scared me. If you want to talk about frightening and evocative kind of games, Chucky Egg was... I'll tell you what, the most frightening game that I ever played... There are are two. Um, That's a good question, though. Yeah, what's the most frightening game you've ever played? For me, and uh, it, it wasn't so much frightening as it was completely disturbing it was max Payne. don't know max Payne was written by remedy studios by sam lake who will be interviewing in a future issue of checkpoint he's the free now which is free now which you can find from your relevant app store magazine thank you um he's the guy behind the original max Payne. he's the guy behind alan wake he's the heart guy behind quantum break these are the, the kind of big he story likes driven. with a, a strong aim. Yeah, Finnish developers, uh, and he's he's incredible, actually. He's he And he picks some great stories. But Max Payne was hugely disturbing for me, the very first one. And I played that on PC. And it's about a detective who loses his family. They get murdered. And, um, and there's this one level where you're... <coughs> I'm so sorry. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Bless Carry you. On. Would you like some water? I'm, I'm going to say yes now because I'm Good. wrecking the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so there's this one level in which you are you hear a baby screaming and you follow oh, the sound geez, and it's all. It, I'm not going to. For those of you that played it, you know the bit that I'm talking about, and it is horrific. No, absolutely um, not. But that helped mm. kind of me move into something away from because I played a lot of racing and simulator games, as you probably oh right guessed flight sims. Yeah, dude, flight sims. Oh, you must tell everyone about that. Again. And then another one that I thought again. was in, was incredibly dark and sinister was Alice, and it was a dark take on Alice and an already dark. Uh, kind of fair and, and, story. And annoying, so annoying. Annoying, but you, I'm Alice so tired was, of people going. Hard. I think I'll do a new interpretation of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Damon Albarn, shove off, <laughs> all of them. I think I'll do a twisted take on Alice, just because it's out of copyright. It is twisted. The, <clears throat> the the story itself is twisted enough. It doesn't need another twisted take. It's just annoying and boring. Yeah, but no, Alice is good. I remember I had I had Alice in Wonderland read by Woody Rushton on cassette and I used to listen to it and even you know as a kid I'd be like oh it's annoying yeah it's so annoying well stop eating the thing if it's making you too big or too small just just stop yeah yeah and what the hell are you eating why are you doing this and why, why mushrooms I mean mushrooms who are cares things. about the white who cares go home thank you on that note you heard it here first guys what's the point hashtag what's the point let us know uh, what you think check out the magazine all of the information obviously is down here you'll see all of that stuff popping up uh, so do get in touch and hashtag what is the point of Alice in Wonderland yeah we'd love or to or against let's do a poll let's do a poll, poll what's it. the poll Alice in Wonderland for against I mean that's not really a poll <laughs> good or bad good rubbish bad. or extra rubbish Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. Bye.
Thank you again for listening to the podcast. And if you want to watch the full live stream, you can do so by visiting our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, look for Checkpoint Magazine, and type in the live streams. You'll be able to find us there. If you want any more information or you want to engage with us, then please do. You can get us at Checkpoint MZ on Twitter, or you can find us on the website www.checkpointmagazine.com. We'll look forward to seeing you next week.